Here's my favorite part. This is so Canada. Toronto Sun talks to him, and they were asking him about him swearing at this guy. You made some comments after your hat got chucked. I think yes. you might have got some unsportsmanlike uh, conduct did. penalty yes. for that, for a couple of F-bombs. But, but it was appropriate at the time. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I... Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 610 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Thursday morning. So you thought we were done with it. The exhausting years-long battle over legislative maps in Wisconsin. If there's a place you gotta go, I'm the one you need to know. I'm the map. We are not done. <laughs> oh, come on. Nope. Come on. Governor Tony Evers, of course, loudly signed the new legislative maps into law that redraw districts for state assembly and yeah, state yeah, yeah. senate. It's a new day in Wisconsin. <laughs> so, E, why stop there? From the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Wisconsin Democratic Governor Tony Evers asking the Wisconsin Supreme Court to take up a motion to reconsider the state's congressional maps. After Wisconsin's legislative boundaries were changed to weaken Republicans' grip on the state legislature, JS reporting there had already been a motion filed by a what they call a quote high-powered Democratic law firm, asking the High Court in Wisconsin to consider ordering new congressional mm-hmm. district maps as well ahead of this coming fall election. Won't get into the wonky legal argument they're making for it, but nonetheless, they're making a play for that. Right now, you have eight congressional districts in the state, and six of them belong to Republicans, two Democrats. Republicans sit though in the Maybe I'm even including one that shouldn't be, but I call it maybe two districts that are pretty competitive, and that would be Mike Gallagher in Green Bay. Now, he has, you know, folks have liked him and put him in office multiple times. He's not going to run again, right? Gallagher's already announced he's not That's running. That's what his, his future holds right. for him. So uh, that seat will be open. That's one that maybe could flip. It's a little bit more competitive district. And then you have Republican Derek Van Orden won the seat in southwest Wisconsin That's the last time. Around. Kind exactly seat, right? in the hands of the Democrats for a long time. So in to their argument, in a 50-50 political state, essentially, a purple state as we call it, you do have a six-two majority Republican representation. But you have to ex- respect geography. You have I don't want to say all, but so many of the Democrats in our state live in Dane and Milwaukee right, counties. Right. So you have Congresswoman Gwen Moore, who could never be beaten by a Republican in her district. It's ent- entirely safe. But then around that are surrounded uh, by Republican districts. I suppose you could divide her district up and make it more competitive. Oh, and, and put some of that into Brian Stiles' right. district? Maybe, yeah, right. Or, or you go northwest north, and okay. right, you should be running into Glenn Grothman. Or you go further west into and you got Fitzgerald. Right, so... You can mess around with that, but again, the, the responsibility to do that falls with the state legislature, which right now is in the hands of the Republicans, and the Democrats don't like that. So they are considering is it going worth, at the high court again. Is it again. worth the squeeze? I mean, you're talking about, I mean, would you, best case scenario, maybe you get two more seats? Two more seats is a lot. Yeah, you're right. Right? I suppose so. You know, and you can draw it any way. I mean, I suppose you could draw a district that's five miles wide from the Mississippi to Lake Michigan. But then you also have to consider our Milwaukee's needs. Like, so Congresswoman Moore's district, she represents, yes, the whole state, but the interests of Milwaukee, large city of Milwaukee. And those needs are different than rural Wisconsin or whatever. So do you want to divide it up? You want to get too crafty with it? In Stiles District to the south, that's an always unique district too, wasn't it? Even when Paul Ryan was there, there were times when that would go blue. Not obviously his seat specifically. But right, but 
that's a district that carried for President Biden last time around. Yet mm-hmm. you have a Republican yeah. uh, who won that uh, or has been in that seat, seat. Yeah, yeah for, exactly. for several for years, time. obviously. No. So anyway, that's out there. Don't know this morning whether the high court will address it, but we are not done hearing about maps. I'm the map. 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 Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Brewers have their first spring training game Saturday. First full week of full squad workouts underway in Arizona. They re-signed injured pitcher Brandon Woodruff, two-year deal with a third-year option in 26. So Woody's still expected to be out this entire season coming off that injury that derailed our playoff hopes last season. I think more than anything else, that took the wind out of the sails of the crew. Finding out Woodruff was hurt right before the playoffs. Oh, and then we just came out flat in the playoffs. Yeah, it's never the same. A lot of pitchers in camp, though, right now. How it works is you got way more guys who are in the organization get the invite to spring training. So you got a lot of young players and some older ones, you know, right, trying to get on a roster there now who aren't going to be on the opening day roster, including a lot of pitchers. Brewers' new manager, Pat Murphy, on that. Most of the pitchers in camp, I think you can, if there was a feeling in years past where uh, these guys will never get to us, I think you can plan on a lot of guys that you're going to see in camp get to us. What does he mean, get to us? Guess what, man? I'm going to the show. Yeah, it means they're going to be major leaguers. It means they're going <laughs> yes. to the show, Crash Davis. In the show, everybody can hit a fastball. Well, how would you know? You've been in the majors? Yeah, I've been in the majors. Where were you? You've been in the show, man? <laughs> yeah, I was in the show. Yeah, I was in the show. <laughs> they all like, gather around. <laughs> you been in the show? So, if you're seeing a lot of guys getting called up, great young arms or guys performing well, maybe that's the case. Or maybe it means you got nothing going at the big league level. Right. I don't know which it's going to be for our Brewers, but uh, manager Pat Murphy saying we're going to see a lot of guys up here. Cool. Number seven, Marquette rolls, beating up DePaul, one hundred five to seventy-one. Snow plowed. Yeah, it was good old-fashioned <laughs> snow plowing. Needed one though. And what? Yeah, they did. What a night for point guard Tyler Kolick. A record-breaking night for assists in a game. Eighteen. There it is. There it is. Cam Jones. They listed at 18, and everybody's standing to honor, and understandably so, Tyler Kolick. Tyler Kolick, 18 assists. Doc Rivers at 16, Tony Miller at 17, and Tyler Kolick at 18. How about that homer with the call there on 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee? The Admirals go for 18 in a row this morning. They play the Chicago. Well, that's right. Wolves. It's like at eleven o'clock. Yeah, eleven puck a puck drop on the Windy City's <laughs> north side against the Wolves. So here we go. And quickly, did you see this viral video? So this is a Maple Leafs fan at the game. Hat trick is made, and some dude takes this guy's Stetson off his hat and throws it onto the ice. That's what you do when there's a hat trick. That's how it sounded. Guy was all upset about it. So in hockey, when somebody scores three goals in the night, that's a hat trick. Yes. And so fans mm-hmm. not are, sometimes conf- not want to, be confused. to throw their hats on there. Yes. Yeah, not to be confused with the Gordy Howe hat trick, which is a goal, an assist, and a fight. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, there's almost a fight here, <laughs> yeah. Debbie. So anyway, the video is kind of funny. That The guy who threw the hat was just got... Just got um, screamed at. People. So it's just him. some rando behind. Yeah, him he's trying to be funny. 
It was a three hundred dollar hat. <laughs> oh, those are expensive. <laughs> so oh, the yeah. dude is a season ticket holder. The one he got his hat back. Here's my favorite part. This is so Canada. Toronto Sun talks to him, and they were asking him about him swearing at this guy. You made some comments after your hat got chucked. I think yes. you might have got some unsportsmanlike uh, conduct did. penalty yes. for that, for a couple of F-bombs. But, but it was appropriate at the time. <laughs> yes, it was, It was I appropriate think. at the time. Yeah. I, did, I did my two minutes in the box. <laughs> we'll allow you to throw an F-bomb when someone throws your $300 fedora on the ice. 620 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. This was sort of breaking news during the show yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Wonky Mayor Cavalier Johnson was out there talking about the potential security Mm -hmm. footprint when we have the Republican National Convention here this summer. That's right. Let's get to it. RNC News. I see what you did there. Elephant. (laughs) Okay, here we are. The Republican National Convention, of course, is this July. So, yes, so now we kind of have the security footprint, pretty much what we can expect. So this is, what, Cherry Street to the north, Clybourne Street to the south, Water Street, and then 9th Street to the west. So it's just basically just north and east of 43 and 794. Right, in the so like downtown, section. yeah, <laughs> right. but for a few blocks east yeah. of the river. So yeah, so we have most of it in play now. Here's the mayor. The map does not uh, detail street closures or checkpoints that'll be in place. Uh, what it does show, though, is the likely area uh, that'll be impacted in some way. Yeah, so lots of businesses in this area are going to be affected. There are hotels in this little security zone, so it it will be at play for a lot of people who actually do work. In the city. The Secret Service has already done outreach for businesses that operate in that area as well as people who live in that area too uh, to make sure that there's plans for them to be able to get services, to be able to get you know in and out. Why? <laughs> if you if you have to, why do you have to work downtown that week? If your business is in this area or even near the zone, why not just remote work? I'm- if you- if you can, of course, Deb. I'm getting ready for <laughs> that week yeah. to be insane. I'm going to try and keep a close eye on the downtown area because getting in and getting out is going to be a thing for that entire week. Yeah, I would imagine it would be just easier just to, if you can, work from home. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a good thing we had, you know, the, the COVID ramp up where we all learned how to do that for the most part. Right. And I guess, right, if you, if you know it's coming, my thing is, like, when do you know it's coming? When are you going to... These businesses going to find out, all the people who work for them going to find out, can we come here or not? Right. It, it, well, it sounds like that's Are you gonna, shutting us down, or are we going to have to jump through hoops? Are we going to have to show some sort of ID? Once we figure Where out- Where do we very, do that? Yeah, and all of that will be coming, is forthcoming from the Secret Service, and the mayor was quick to mention that multiple times. Look, Secret Service will don't figure all of that out. Don't call my office, right? <laughs> don't call me. I don't know. I'm not making the call. Right, but when? Like, that's my it, thing. It could be months. It's March. I mean, it could be a couple of months before you get the official details on but that's my point like why even bother like if you can do it remotely just do it remotely you're <laughs> saying if you got an office in one of the downtown buildings you got 38 people in the office you're already saying look for these yeah. two weeks one week is mandatory vacation and the other week is everybody works Correct, from home right. or whatever. Or it doesn't even have to be mandatory vacation just work from home like, pancakes it, patting himself on the no you're not off no for it, that week unless you're a media entity <laughs> i.e us 
and you're in the zone. Right. I mean, all these other, we've already heard of some companies doing some of that. Here's my favorite line, my favorite bite from the mayor. I want there to be a safe convention. At the same time, downtown Milwaukee will be open for business and it'll be open for uh, entertainment uh, as well. Again, why? <laughs> Just let <laughs> the be delegates open. do their Well, thing. for the delegates. For yes. this, period. <laughs> Getting to know the Brewers' new manager a little bit, Pat Murphy. His fiery speech to the team ahead of spring training. That's coming up at 645. Big day today, space guy. Yeah. Big day for the future of commercial space flight as a private lunar lander will try to land on the moon. Houston-based Intuitive Machines' Odysseus, nicknamed Odie, is set to try and land on the lunar surface today. The company's CEO, Steve Altimus, says they hope it's one giant leap for the commercial space industry. There's commercial interest in studying the moon in doing engineering demonstrations around the moon. Odie will be the third attempt to land a probe on the moon already this year after a Pittsburgh company's effort failed last month and Japan's probe landed upside down and couldn't open its solar array. Mark Remillard, ABC News. So talking about this afternoon between 4 and 5 our time for the touchdown? Yeah. How many people are watching that? Not nearly as many who watch the original moon landing right. more than 50 when, years. when it has people on it, that'll be a bigger deal. Sure. Because we've already put down on Mars. we got right. stuff rolling around on there right now, right? <laughs> That's true. 638, Wisconsin's Morning News. Vince, time to celebrate an everyday hero. That's right. This is when we honor those average John or Jane Doe's who had no idea when they got up that morning that they would be saving a life. Everyday Hero, sponsored by Azura Memory Care, transforming the culture of care, Azura Memory Care and Assisted Living. So today, we head to Giles County, Tennessee. Lily Baker, 18-year-old high school senior driving her car, pulls up to the train tracks. This is as the gates are going down. You've seen this happen before. Yeah, there they are right there. Okay. Yeah, right. So that's happening. So as she's sitting there and the gates are going down, she notices a stranger crossing the tracks. An old lady struggling with her wheelchair, struggling so no. much she's getting stuck. And I was like, oh, well, I, I got to do something now because nobody's helping her. No one's helping this lady. So Lily gets out of her car, goes up to the woman, says, hey, let me help you. She starts to try to pick up the lady because she's trying to, like, drag and move this wheelchair. They fall over. And again, this is as the train is coming now. He was honking his horn and the lot started flashing. I was like, oh no, like we're, we gotta go now. Let's go lady, let's go. So she This is a movie. Yes, bing, 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 here comes the train. They jump out of the way and miss the train by 18 inches. They fall on the tracks, the train's coming. Lily's able to get up, grab the lady by her jacket and pull her out of the way barely getting herself out of the way and the train actually still clips uh the lady's leg and spins her around <laughs> the train actually still hit them. me and her fell right here and she lost her shoes they went flying that way and i lost my shoe and it went this way and the train come barreling but both are okay it actually clipped them you heard the police chief there news channel 5 talked to him he said when he got there he could not believe what he saw he saw a destroyed wheelchair these two women Virtually okay, all things considered. Bravery comes in all shapes and sizes. You don't have to be a 6'5 guy that's muscled up to get out and do something. This is a little, small, young woman, and she done what most people wouldn't do. 
Yes, you did. <laughs> a Dang, little small man. young woman there. Yes, she did. Can you believe that? So here's my favorite part. You'll always appreciate We're this. We're not moment. at it yet? Oh, no. My favorite part is the, the old woman she saves, super thankful. But you know how Lily responded to that. I tell her that I'm thankful for her. She don't have to be thankful for me because I'm grateful for her. Life's been a little dark. But it's like the sun over there. It's golden. Yeah, it is. A perfect human being. <laughs> Lily. Lily Baker, our everyday hero. Attitude, Lily. Everyday Hero is sponsored by Azura Memory Care, transforming the culture of care. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. At Pfizer Forum, it was a good old-fashioned boat race. That's right. Marquette rolls, beating up on DePaul 105-71. to Story of the game, point guard Tyler Kolick, who dished out a record 18 assists. You know, and on top of that, you got to be able to have the guys at the other end making the basket. Right, yeah, and they made sure. <laughs> right. You can dish, but if, mm-hmm. if your guys aren't hitting either. Bucks all-star break news, Pat Connaughton got engaged, E. Congratulations to Pat. Instagram post from his girlfriend and expectant mom. Ryan Garris is her name. She's a soccer player from the Houston Dash. Okay. Lovely photos. He's down on one knee. They're on a beach somewhere. Oh, yes. Very romantic. That's what you do in the All-Star break. You get engaged. Brewers' first spring training game coming up Saturday. Onward towards a World Series. Well, you know. (laughs) I love the confidence. you. Love a good coach speech, too. Get get these guys fired up, right? And I'm starting to really look forward to our weekly chats, which are not that far off, with Brewers' new manager, Pat Murphy. And we'll have that on Brewers 360 when the season gets rolling. Murphy is 65 this year. Been around baseball his whole life. He's coached and managed at every level in college, in the minors, in the majors. First time he's managing, though, a team of his own in the show at 65. But this guy, he's fired up. Here he is addressing the Brewers in the clubhouse as they're launching this new season at spring training. But I want to win until they tap us on the shoulder and say, it's over, bro. There's no more games. That's it. That's my expectation. I didn't come in here to participate and say, oh, the old man got a chance to to manage. Okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> there was like no reaction. All right. That was hilarious. How are you not rolling at that? Oh, he's so Oh, the old man got his chance. That's not it. why I'm here, guys. Great message. Love it. Isn't it great? It's a two two o'clock broadcast time <laughs> on Saturday afternoon for that first spring training game. Save yep. me some champagne, will you? You got it. Okay, pal. All right. Or a Miller Light. That's you fun got too. it. That's fun too. Two thirty first pitch Saturday against the San Diego Padres. First spring training game right here on WTMJ. Six fifty-two. Our friend and teammate from ESPN Wisconsin, Jen Lada, in the house this morning. I do want to ask you about something, but first, you came in hot with it. What is that piece of plastic over there on your plate? So I made pancakes for my kids yesterday. I made like a whole batch, you know, so that they can just take and go in the morning. Yeah. Oh, that's good, right? And this is a piece of plastic. <laughs> and thank goodness it ended up in my pancake, I guess, this morning. But like, I have no idea what it's from. It's got like a lip on it. It looks like an edge. So. This will be the mystery that I am trying to solve. You can take a look at it if you'd like. So what kind this of pancakes be- were you making? Like, what you got the Bisquick or what? No, I do like uh, eggs, bananas, oats, peanut butter, chocolate chips, some milk. Um, oats. 
and yeah, we'll just spin them up real good. See, see there's your first problem, man. Those, these sound like healthy pancakes. No, no, that's right. Right. They your first are. problem. There's no sugar in some cinnamon. <laughs> yes, and then give them to the that's kids. That's the that's the real tragedy here. Yeah, that there's no sugar in yeah. the pancakes. Yeah, not the not the piece of plastic that Chocolate I found. Chocolate chips are okay. Thank goodness it was in my pancake though, right? Because now I'm panicking. Were you going to toss the batch or? I can't imagine. I made like 30 oh, pancakes. <laughs> Just tell them to watch out. It's like when you serve kids fish. Hey, watch yeah, for bones in exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. When you go up to a fish fry in Door County, what do they tell you? <laughs> yeah, you got, it might be some bones yeah, in there. Exactly. Right. Got this, this is fresh caught walleye. Uh, it made me a little nervous. That's okay. all. That's all right. It yeah. looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like one of those little flat wonder pieces from Legos. Yeah, it yeah, does. It looks about like that a little size, flat. Right? Yeah, and I'm nervous about there being more of them. Have, yeah. I'm nervous this guy has sisters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling tell him to watch for that. Something else in the uh, Jen Lotta household I wanted to ask you yeah. about. Your husband, Dario, posted something that, that hit me right in the heart. He was really excited about finally being able to hang some of his sports memorabilia things. Mm-hmm. I think it was like newspaper headlines from big sports wins, and they're really well done. Beautiful stuff. We all have, you know, particularly dudes, we've got our sports memorabilia stuff. Mm-hmm. Where is that in your house? Oh, that's his office. Oh, well, yeah, at least so, he has an office. That's exactly right. So I knew when you said this, I was like, well, mm. he has his own space. And it is very museum-esque, okay? He's got bookshelves and he has um, you know, memorabilia from different things. He's got bats from different events. He's got signed things from different yeah, sporting he's events stuff. he's been to. But you're right. Those things that he has on his wall are probably the, my favorite of the things he's collected oh. over the years. So he has Craig Council <laughs> crossing home. When the Marlins won the World Series, oh, yeah, he grew cool up shot. in South Florida. He had Craig sign it. The chicken runs at midnight, yes. if you remember that there famous story. Then he has the Packers winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. I can't amazing. remember who's worse. in that. And then the other one is the Bucks <laughs> winning the um, NBA title. That's nice. Then you're stabbing the, the pen even yeah. deeper. It's all it's nicely displayed in his <laughs> office somewhere that's close to why is life. This hurt? Why is this affecting you I got so nice stuff, too. Severely. You know where my stuff is? On the stairway to the basement. <laughs> that's the wall space that I was given for my stuff, oh. including my Packers stock. Yes. Framed and nice. Yes. I got a nice, I got the uh, Vince Lombardi up on the shoulders of the guys. Uh, you know, like, I got all, I got nice stuff, too. I got Super Bowl stuff. You don't think that the it's the stairway to the, down to the, the basement? <laughs> Is it even lit? The stairway to no, the basement? No, like, it, literally, it's dark. And those are all things that bring me joy. There's like no no space. Well, why not hang in, in the, the basement? House. Your basement is a living. Because I don't really space. hang. Like we don't have you know we don't have like a downstairs bar or something like that. It's like Max's lair where he's got <laughs> mountains of Legos and a video right. game museum. Fair enough. So like right. I, in fairness, there's not. I don't know if I'd put them in the living room, but like I just I, I don't even have like an upstairs wall. Yeah. We were very lucky when we purchased our house. He has an office. I have an office. Okay, um, that's so we both have it. our stuff, you know, like that we've collected over the years in our respective offices. But that's a luxury. We recognize that having an office, a home office, is a luxury. I have a little bit of space in the family room desk. That's where I do my work. But I kind of okay. share that with Max when so he does his homework. So let me ask you a question. Once, so Why don't you get one of those on uh, one of those sheds? You could throw it in the backyard, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and, ser- and start just putting that stuff in there. Yeah. The only other space in the house that belongs to me is my trunk. Looks like a locker room in there. I got golf clubs in there, my tennis crap. <laughs> Could in you my open shoes. it up and you've got all the stuff in yeah, there? Yeah, I've got this little thing it's with like little slots for the shoes. It's like a traveling unit? Yeah. That's That'd nice. be amazing. Where picture else of, am I going to put picture it? Picture of you and Paul Molitor. <laughs> At the top of the trunk when you open the trunk. I, hey, wasn't, I wasn't trying Super Bowl 32, there's me. I don't think he was trying to trigger anybody by like, well, posting that me. stuff. Oh, Tell him he's he's living well over there in his house. In his office, yes. Just so you know, it doesn't go anywhere else. It's okay. It's just the office. Fair enough. Well, I guess... 
Got to get me an office.